Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Hi, welcome to Set for Life. This is Ray here with another guest with me today. Uh, today I've got Hank with me. Howdy, Hank. How you doing? Hey there. Welcome to Set for Life Studios. That's awesome. <laughs> He's <laughs> so, like, this is a the whole a whole another side of of being here. It, it, I've listened to it, but now I'm on it. It's <laughs> right. It's it's one thing when you're hearing it, but when you're in the studio, I call it at yeah. the mic. It's like all this stuff going on. Hank, we're here speaking into a microphone. Nobody can see us. This is not video. We're just talking. What comes out of our mouth is going to influence what people are hearing. That means there's a lot of power in the tongue. And the Bible talks a lot about language, how we use our mouth. Hank, let me ask you a quick question. When somebody's around you and they're just talking a bunch of foul, cussy stuff and just foul language, what does that do to you? I, I get that sometimes because working in construction, I'm around that pretty often. And I just kind of think it just seems so unnecessary to just be every other word and all. Right. Yeah, uh, it just seems unnecessary. Why, I, I mean, just, why do you have to talk like that? Right. And, you know, it's not just cussing. It's also just negative, bad mouthing. Cutting somebody down. You know, it is a sin. The Bible says it is a sin to curse, cuss, negative, down-talking language. And you know what what gets me, Hank? Everybody's doing it today. You know, oh, Ray, that offended me, what you said the other day in that that sermon. And you know, Hank, I'm just saying what the Bible says. I didn't write it. (laughs) (laughs) But why do people have such trouble with what I say of the Bible? But you can turn on a show. One of those reality shows where everybody's mm. just destroying each other, and that's entertainment all of a sudden. We right. like that. You know, we're going to watch that. But, oh, I, Ray, you offended me. You offended me. No, you're not offended. You're just claiming offense because you can't get past the conviction. But it's when the words are foul. It's when it's cursing, cussing. The Bible makes it abundantly clear in Ephesians 4.29. It says, do not... Let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen to you. Hank, what I see in this is that if you can't say something nice, then shut up. You know, if you can't say anything that helps you, that helps somebody, then why say it? It, The Bible literally says, don't do it unwholesome talk. Unwholesome talk can be bad jokes. Oh, I love bad jokes. They're the funniest ones. Okay, well, the Bible says unwholesome, don't do it. We only need to be saying what benefits someone else. Right. It reminds me of the the kind of saying that I, I always heard growing up is 
If you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Right. Say what helps someone. Uh, Friends, I guarantee you, if you see someone in need, in some kind of need in some way, you can figure out some nice thing to say that will help them rather than, gosh, you've got like a bad coworker, you know, man, why don't you start working right or I'll fire you? Well, that's not going to help them. Maybe they need help with something and you can speak in a way that helps them. You, you're an employer, uh, Hank. You, you run a business. And mm-hmm. you ever have employees that struggle and you can see it, but rather than slash them in half, you know, get back to kind of kind of stuff like that. Have you ever given any kind of an inspirational, uplifting bit of words to help them out? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, we actually just had somebody new coming on, come on recently. And there were a lot of things that they weren't really understanding yet. And the, I, I took the things that they did good. And I, I said, Hey, you did this really, really good. You maybe still work on this a little bit, but you're, you're doing good. Keep it up to kind of encourage them to keep going with, but still be able to tell them, Hey, you need to work on this, but you know, don't, don't get discouraged. You're doing good in these other places. Just keep going with it, with this. You know, that makes a whole difference in their attitude. Doesn't it? Definitely. You, definitely. you got a whole new worker out of the guy, didn't you? Yeah. Because if you, right now. if you slash at him and cut him down, he's the first thing he's going to th- uh, try to come up with is I need to figure out a way to quit this job right. and go somewhere else. And then that doesn't help you either, does it? No, absolutely. So you built them up and it in turn builds up your business that you're trying to do. First Peter 3.10 says, for whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. Okay, it basically says, you want to live a long time? Then clean up your mouth. <laughs> you know, we need a spiritual bar of soap in our mouth. <laughs> and friends, you just heard from Hank. Hank has, he, he works in construction. And the first thing you think of in, with construction workers is that they're going to cuss. And that's just the way it is. Hank, have you ever heard guys say, well, I, I, I come from construction or I come from this kind of thing. And that's just the way we talk. And then they justify it. Oh, yeah. Is it ever justified? Oh, yeah. It just kind of like how you said, and that's just the way we do, you know, and it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> that's the way you do it. <laughs> right. But the Lord says, don't do it that way. It, it, it literally says, you want to live a long time, Mr. Spock, live long and prosper. If you want to live long and prosper, it all starts with your mouth. I want to live a long time. It says, if you love life, you want to see good days. If you want to live a long time, there's a spiritual bar of soap we need to put in our mouth. It's the word of God. It'll clean our mouth. What's really in your heart will come out of your mouth. And so I want to live a long time. And the word of God tells us how to do that. You want to live a long time? It starts with your tongue. Keep your tongue from evil. Now, Hank, I know you got a verse. You're just just dying to unload on me here because you look like you're ready to go. What is it? So. In uh, James 3, uh, verse 9 through 12, it says, With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. I like that. You know, if uh, Hank, you, I'm sure you've been to Galveston to the oh, beach yeah. 
to Galveston and in the salt water. You don't want to get this stuff in your mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you'll be coming back ashore looking for some fresh water real quick. You'll be spitting the whole way to get that taste out. <laughs> Hank, I have never in my life ever seen anybody say, oh, hey, there's fresh water where I'm swimming. Come get a big drink of it. <laughs> you know, it's all salty. Every bit of it, you know, like the guy 500 feet from you is taking a drink out of it. It's not going to happen. It's it's all salt. Friends, the Bible says that as brothers, he said, that means believers, as believers, you can't have a filthy mouth and speak good things. It can't come out of both. It's got to be one or the other. Hank, this makes me think that supposed, quote, Christians, I gave my life to Jesus. I'm saved. But they have a filthy mouth. I think the Bible's calling them out, isn't it? It says, you're not what you think you are. Oh, yeah. There's a problem in that. So, Hank, let me open up a dialogue here that if there is a Christian who is cussing and speaking badly, what does that say about him? Well, one of the things I was just sitting here thinking about with with this verse we just read in James is it kind of reminds me of, of fish. You know, you have saltwater fish, you have freshwater fish, and the freshwater fish can't be in the salt water. It'll they'll die. And a saltwater fish won't survive in freshwater either. They can't mix. There's not really any fish that will be able to go from one to the other and survive for very long. That kind of reminded me of that. It, it's that's kind of a uh, a real world example of showing kind of how they don't mix and it does not mix. And, and I, a few places I think uh, where freshwater and saltwater will run together from like a river into uh, like a bay and you can see the where they change there is a visible difference right uh, there's a contrast mm-hmm. between the two and they 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 don't mix it's evident by what you say where you truly stand The analogy here of salt and fresh water coming from the same spring that James was talking about, that is not characteristic of springs. It can't be salt water one minute and fresh the next. It's going to stay one or the other. So James made the point that it's also not characteristic for a believer to have both praise and cursing coming from his or her mouth. You can't praise God while at the same time cursing your brothers, your, your friends. Okay, again, you turn on the TV, it's these real reality, which it's terrible reality. (laughs) These reality shows of people doing what? They're just cutting each other down, talking bad about each other. And then our kids learn to do the same thing, and they start talking bad about each other. And And James says in the Bible, it's in the Bible, which means it has validity. Friends, as a Christian, you can't be one of those that does that. What about social media, uh, Hank? Guys, this is one of the few fellows in the world that's not on social media. (laughs) Hank is not on social media. (laughs) What do they do on social media? It's just a bunch of cutting each other down. In fact, I I saw an article the other day that was talking about how Facebook has determined that people actually prefer bad news and contrary opinions so that they can tear each other down. Over good news and agreeing things, they want they they they're showing that people are responding more to all this conflict rather than good news and agreement. And you know, one of the things, whenever I was still on on social media, one of the things that I I kind of made towards the end is because I used to get in there and do the same kind of stuff. And what I realized was 
after a while, I kind of took that, uh, like we kind of opened up with talking about where if I didn't have something good to say or something that was basically, if I had something to complain about or something bad that I wanted to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on there. I stopped putting that stuff on there and I would only respond to it in positive ways. And it was so much nicer what I had whenever I started doing that. I didn't get these attacks and fights. Even if I wanted to say something, it wasn't worth it because there's always somebody that was going to disagree and come at me and I'd end up stressed out and thinking about and spinning around because some comment that was said about an opinion that I made while I was upset about something. And there's just no sense in going through all of that. And if, and I found that holding my, my tongue, so to speak, and on, on, especially on social media, it was so much easier to deal with uh, so much easier, not having that and not putting it out there and not contributing to all of that. It, and and that's just my what was how it affected my me personally. I have no idea how that directly affected anybody else. I'm sure it was helpful, but just in my own, it helped uh, your it, piece. It, it just, just in my yes, it helped my piece exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Well, it helps your piece. And and friends, you may be thinking, I don't have any peace. Well, maybe you're part of the contribution to this mess. You know, I've had some people tell me, I'm so sick of the drama. I'm so sick of the drama. But Hank, they're always talking about being sick of the drama, which means they're always in it. <laughs> and I would tell them, you know, the best way to be out of drama is to be out of the drama. Yeah. <laughs> you get out of it. Out. If you don't yep. like it, get yep. out of it. And, you know, something you said, Hank, that really I cued in on is that people prefer bad news over good news. Yeah. Friends, the word gospel means good news. That's what gospel means, and most people don't want to hear it because it's good news. Mm. And in good news, you've got to agree with the body of Christ. Yes, it is good news, and yes, body of Christ, I walk with you, I assemble with you, I pray with you, and I encourage you in the body of believers because this is good news, and I want it. People don't want it. They want to run to the the trouble, the yep. the conflict. And I think a lot of it is that people say, well, if I could just defeat you in an argument, then I win. Mm. They're looking for victory. And friends, you're never going to find victory in yourself. You're only going to find victory in Messiah Jesus. It is the only Amen. victory. And he won it already. It's nothing to worry about whether he's going to win or not. He already did. You can partake of his victory. And Jesus said that what comes out of our mouths is what that which fills our hearts. If I drop a bucket, Hank, into a well and I pull up sand, what's in the well? Sand. Sand. Duh. <laughs> if I drop a bucket and pull up water, what's in the well? Water. What's in the well comes up with the bucket. So <laughs> it's a saying I use all the time. What's in the well comes up with the bucket. If filth is coming out of your mouth, what's in your heart? A bunch of filth. Sooner or later, the evil in your heart is going to come out through your mouth, and it's going to come out through cursing and swearing. Oh, Ray, how can you say that just because the way, the way I talk means I'm, I'm not a believer or I'm just not serious about God's word? I love God just because I cuss. Just because, You know what? You can deflect it all day. You can justify it all you want to. The Bible, God, he says, clean up your mouth if you, if you love life and if you want to live a long time. 
you want to prove to others that you are a genuine believer, you've got to clean up your mouth. So, Hank, what do you, okay, let me put you in a scenario. If your heart is filled with all this wicked, vile stuff and your mouth is going to cuss, what does it mean when a person speaks his praise for God and his love for God? What's in that heart? Praise and love for God. It's It's, probably a person that's been blessed and saved and eternally grateful, and it's coming out. It's going to take over and nullify out the cussing. It's going to, it's not, the cussing is going to have to give way to the joy because joy is so much better and so much more powerful, especially when you have Jesus and the Holy Spirit in there. You, you know, I, I, um, I like to work on cars and mechanics and stuff. And one of the ways to know that something is going on wrong with a car is what's coming out of the exhaust pipe. How it sounds too. How huh? it sounds, <laughs> yeah. how it sounds and what, it, you know, if there's smoke or no smoke, great water, point, great anything point. like that. And so if there's something coming out, it's going to tell you that can tell you certain things. You know, if the smoke is blue, it's probably oil. It's probably burning some oil. If it's white, it's probably burning some coolant or water. If there's, if it sounds like it's misfiring, there's probably a misfire. That one of the cylinders isn't firing. So there's different things. And that's even a diagnostic method of looking at what's coming out of the tailpipe. To or what isn't coming out of the tailpipe that should be, for instance, if there's not enough pressure, that might tell you that there's a blockage in the other stuff. So there's there's different things, and it's a diagnostic to tell you what's going on inside the engine. You know, I had this problem with my old truck. I drive an old dinosaur truck, and when I would accelerate and hit a bump just right, you would hear this under the hood, and I come to find out that my tensioner was loose and the the belt was hopping up and down in the groove. It was flapping. Oh, yeah. Cause it wasn't tight enough. And I heard it. Oh, something's wrong yeah. in there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> by how it sounds. I remember that commercial. It, it was a commercial of people at the mechanic and they were saying, my car goes vroom, 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 and they were making all these funny noises. And it's just, it's a hilarious commercial because <laughs> they're making all these weird noises <laughs> with their mouth and the mechanic sitting there like, what? <laughs> you know, um, It's what the sound you put off tells what's going on in there. How about a car that's running well? What about that? Yeah, I mean, if it's, you know, if, if everything is uh, running well, you know, one of the things, uh, if you're looking for a used car or something, look at the tailpipe. If there's a bunch of black stuff, don't do it. But if it's nice and clean on the on the uh, tailpipe, then that's a sign that it's, it's running the way it's supposed to. And it sounds really smooth. And then it's probably running the way it's supposed to. So and something I actually just kind of caught uh, while I'm talking here is. I'm saying it's running the way it's supposed to. Exactly. It, which kind of gets to. What if it doesn't sound right? Well, yeah. I was thinking that this is the way that we're supposed to be. Supposed to this run. This is the way that. Yeah, exactly. This is the way we, we are designed. So can you imagine if somebody brought a car into a uh, mechanic and it wasn't running right? What if the car could speak? Let's say theoretically. The car says, how dare you? Tell me, I don't sound right to you. Right. Because that's what everybody does. <laughs> well, who, who are you to judge me? Who are you judge? The Bible says judge not. Actually, it says, it says judge not in a wicked judgment sense. It actually yeah. says remove the plank from your eye, and then you can remove the speck from your brother's eye. It tells us you can judge, just judge right. So your judgment has to be rightly. But, okay, back to the car. How dare you tell me I don't sound right? Well, you know. The owner of the car 
says, you're not doing what you're supposed to do for me. Yeah. Right? The owner of the car says, I have you to do this service for me. You're supposed to get me from A to B, and you haven't been doing that. You're not doing your job. You don't sound right. You need to be fixed. So Father God is telling us in in the word, you want to be my servant? You want to do what I have you put there to do? Then you need to run right. Absolutely. And you need to sound right. And if you get taken to the shop, <laughs> say maybe by another brother saying, hey, friend, I need to come to you. Your your mouth has been full of uh, some vile stuff. And oh, how dare you? Wait a minute. You're not running right. He's yeah. trying to help you. He's not trying to cut you down. He's trying to help you. Friends, we're here to try to help you because your speech is always going to indicate what's in your heart, what's in your heart. And Luke 6 and 45 says, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the overflow, your mouth will talk. What's in your heart is going to come up. What's in the well comes up with the bucket. So, Hank, maybe somebody's listening to us today and they realize, man, my mouth has been a wreck. My behavior's been bad, and I'm not putting off a good demonstration of what a believer in Jesus looks like, and maybe they're very convicted by it. Hank, how can this person get right with the Lord? Much more so, how can an unbeliever who's realizing, man, I better get myself fixed up right, how can people be saved, Hank? If you're feeling that your speech and you haven't been on the right path here, that your mouth has led you astray, that your your mouth is like that car tailpipe where something's it's indicating something's wrong and you're realizing that just now. Romans 10:9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. With your mouth, if you're just realizing that your mouth isn't glorifying God and that you want to change that, this says use your mouth for what it's supposed to be for. Amen. Use it the way it's supposed to be used and confess with that mouth the Lord Jesus and believe it in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Amen. So, friend, follow me in prayer if you would, please. If you want to get right with the Lord, he could come anytime and you don't want to be caught without him. Pray with me. Father, forgive me. Father, give me a new heart and give me that change that will affect my speech. It will affect my behavior. And I thank you for it, Father. I give you my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying in my place and paying for my penalty. I will now use my mouth to proclaim praises to your name. I will use my mouth to build others up. And Lord, whenever I feel like I've just got to strike somebody down when I don't like them, they bother me that I keep my mouth shut. I will use my mouth to build, not destroy. I give you my life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Hank, for being here. It's been great to have you. We'll do this again if you want to. Definitely. I'd love to have you. And friends, always remember, you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. 
Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.